SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Monday, October 10th, Columbus Day. I am Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Well, 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 well. 101 wins. Uh, don't get it what, you, what it used to. Uh, just make a two-hand touch. Losing the battle but winning the war in the NFL. Winning the battle but losing the war in the NFL. Child's play in Tampa. Ready to cash in in New York. One man's trash is another man's concussion. Rogers crying again and defending Brandon Staley. Wow, we'll get to all those stories. Plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, no opposite picks tonight because, quite frankly, <clears throat> there's only one game. Uh, we don't even have preseason hockey tonight with the regular season starting tomorrow, so we just got the NFL. Uh, but we'll break down uh, tonight's uh, Kansas City uh, Las Vegas Raiders game. Heard there from NBC Sports last night as uh, Justin Tucker does connect from 43 yards out. Game winner as Baltimore uh, beat Cincinnati 19-17 after the Bungles have taken a 17-16 lead. And Aaron Rodgers crying again about uh, the locker room. And funny, a man who uh, you know dedicates himself to uh, to words isn't talking to his family. Hmm, interesting. Interesting how the hell kind of works out. Uh, you know, he, he interested, you know, he's interested in words and meanings and phrases and all the uh, little psychedelical little things behind it all, but he's not talking to his family. Very strange. Uh, football, 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 little baseball as well. We'll start with uh, the football, shall we? Last night, Baltimore, Justin Tuck, I tell you, he's not the greatest kicker of all time. You know, I'll take Adam Vinatieri kicking field goals in Super Bowls to win versus Justin Tucker kicking field goals, you know, on a Sunday night game against, you know, Cincinnati Bungles. I get it, though. The guy is phenomenal. He really is. We had a stat last night, 17 of his last 18, or he's 17 and one, kicking field goals in the final two minutes or in overtime that would give his team the lead. I mean, that, that's pretty darn clutch. That, that really, I tell you what, he's only missed, think about that, he's only missed one time out of 18 tries late in a game in which his club obviously really, really needed it once. Pretty good. Pretty good. You know, then again, you got uh, Zach Taylor, who's showing why he's Zach Taylor and why the Bungles will probably fire him at the season's end. It's amazing. Last year's two Super Bowl contenders, Rams and uh, Bungles, a combined four and six. How about that? You know, they're going for it a couple of times, not kicking field goals, stupid play calling. Uh, Joe Burrow does not look anywhere near he was last year. Offensive line still blows. And, you know, some of that's got to fall on the head coach. I know you have an offensive line coach. I know you got an offensive coordinator. I get all that. But if you're not bringing the right people in to teach these guys how to block, well, then eventually it's got to fall back on the head coach, which is where Zach Taylor lies for the Cincinnati Bungles. You know, 5,000 more sacks last night. Burrow's going to get himself killed with that awful offensive line. And I told you before, they got first-round draft choices on that offensive line. They should not be this bad. They really shouldn't. And once you, listen, we're, we're week number five now. 
Once you realize your offensive line blows, well, then you got to change your philosophy. You got to figure out plays that, you know, have that as compensation. Like, all right, listen, we can't throw the ball 40 yards deep because uh, Burrow doesn't have four seconds to throw the football. So we got to, you know, cut these targets back a little bit. Do, do something. That's why you're the head coach. Awful. Bungles should have won that one. I tell you, they, they've lost three games now by three points or less. And, in the, you know, the saying, you know, what goes around comes around in the NFL really is true. You know, this is why teams can be so good one year and yet so bad record-wise the next year. It's not that they're getting destroyed or it's not that they're winning games one year by 40 points and then they're losing games by 40 points the next year. It's, you know, all these games are decided by one possession. And one year, all the breaks go your way. You know, the foul pen- the penalties, you know, go your way. You know, the, the drop balls go your way. The, the the fumbles that bounce right back to a, your, your own player go your way. The next year, you don't get the penalties. You know, you don't get that. You get missed field goals. You know, you get a snapper who's uh, hurt. You get a, you know, and, and you can't win a game against uh, uh, Pittsburgh opening week. You get all these goofy little things that, you know, nine times out of ten don't happen. But, you know, one year it's going to happen. And it's happening so far to Cincinnati. And to a lesser extent, it's happening to the Rams. The Rams are getting their ass kicked. They lose again yesterday to the Dallas Cowgirls. Amazing. We'll run it down. We got baseball. Mets are out if they get embarrassed. One hit last night. One hit. Two base runners in an elimination game. Ah, and then what's going on in Tampa with uh, with Brady and uh, Jerome Boger, the referee? That, I got to tell you what. We'll get to it all. We're actually going to defend Brandon Staley. All that's coming up. Ops Pick Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. And welcome back. It is Ops Picks on this uh, Monday. Wow, Columbus Day. Boy, the woke community must really be sleeping at the wheel. They let us still have Columbus Day. How about that? 844-843-6879. Again, it's 844-843-6879. Our toll-free telephone number. Uh, Fox Sports with the call there. That's the big play from yesterday. <clears throat> Tom Brady being sacked uh, by uh, Jarrett. Brady, uh, uh, or, uh, Grady Jarrett. And a third down, which would have prevented uh, uh, Tampa Bay from keeping the football, but instead they get a rough in the passing penalty, a controversial one, Bucks get the ball, they get one more first down, and that's your ball game. And then afterwards, uh, you know, there, there's Falcons head coach, I gotta tell you, Arthur Smith, listen, you gotta blow a gasket there, brother, you know, you, you gotta do something, Falcons radio, with, with that one. You, you gotta yell and scream, I, you know, you don't see that too often. I, I remember the good old days, oh, you know, the Bobby Knight days where he'd be pissed off at the media or the officials, he'd be yelling and screaming. All these coaches, you know, they used to yell and scream in a post-game press conference, boy, the NFL has just shut these guys up. Just shut these guys up. Worst call in the world. It cost him a chance for his team to get the ball back and maybe win the game. And afterwards, oh, I got to coach better. You got to coach better. That's the message you want to send to your fan base? You're going to roll over and die when, when you get stomped on, stepped on, and thrown to the side like a cheap doll? And, and no respect whatsoever? The whole world knows that was a bad call. And I will say this, though. It wasn't a necessarily a Tom Brady call, although the official threw that flag very late. Very late. I say it's not necessarily a Tom Brady call in that I've seen 
bad calls. It, it doesn't matter if it's Tom Brady or Kenny Pickett. I, I've seen a thousand bad calls in the NFL when it pertains to the quarterback getting hit. So I don't think these officials know what's coming or going. Uh, there was a play for, on, on Pickett. Uh, I mentioned him, the Pittsburgh Steelers rookie quarterback. He got clobbered. I mean, just clobbered as he was sliding to the ground and there wasn't a penalty called. Now, you know that would have been a Tom Brady one had Brady, you know, been the guy sliding. He would have got the penalty. But th this really was this was just a bad call. Maybe Brady had an influence. I don't know. But I have seen bad calls with these quarterback hits all, and I mean all of the time. That was just brutal. You know, he's being thrown to the—he's being tackled. He's not being thrown to the ground. You're not allowed to throw someone to the ground anymore. You know, God forbid. You know, we're playing the, you know, patty cake here in the NFL. So if you grab a player and whip him to the ground, not good. You got to hold on to him and you got to tackle him, but you can't land on him now. No, 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 no. If you land on the quarterback, that's a penalty as well. So you can't throw the quarterback penalty. You can't land on top of the quarterback penalty. You can't hit the quarterback below the knees penalty. You can't hit the quarterback above the shoulders penalty. Uh, you know, somewhere you got to figure out your, your one perfect spot that you can hit a quarterback. Again, I say it a thousand times. You know, this is why the Jalen Hurts and the Kyler Murrays and all the other quarterbacks who couldn't throw their way out of a paper bag, although I'm starting to believe it hurts a little bit, uh, are in the NFL because they can't get hit, and they know that. So they have so many more liberties than the quarterbacks in the 80s and 90s and early 2000s and, and God forbid, the 70s. You can't breathe on these guys without it being a penalty. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. So awful call. Afterwards, the, the referee, Bulger, well, what I had was the defender grabbing the quarterback while he was still in the pocket. Oh, you're not allowed to touch the quarterback if he's in the pocket now? And unnecessarily throwing him to the ground. Well, how else are you going to get him to the ground? That's the idea. You tackle the ball carrier. That's what I was making my decision on. Well, you know, listen, I'd have a hell of a lot more respect for the NFL if they came out today and said it was a bad call. If they come out today and defend the call, then you know what? All hell's broken loose in the NFL. And dare they get it to the point. Now, I don't think they're close to it. But here's the breaking point for me with the NFL. You know, people say, you know, the bubble's going to burst somewhere along the line. No one really foresees that. But, you know, you have the naysayers. It's somewhere along the line something's going to happen to the NFL. We've survived the concussions. We've survived all the sexual assaults. We've survived the drug dealers. We've survived all the, the suicides. We've survived all that. But if it ever gets to a point where the public says, you know what? I can't watch these games because I, I just, you know, I'm, I'm not putting my heart on American money on a team when I have the officials who are blind. I I, I can't do it. I, you know what? Now, as it turned out, Falcons covered the spread yesterday. But you know what I mean? If you get to the point where you don't trust the outcome of these games, not because they're fixed, just because the officiating is so bad, you'll stay away. That's when the NFL will be in trouble. The officiating is the one thing. It's not the coaching. It's not the owners. It's not the players. Officiating of these games is the one thing that could burst the NFL's bubble. So if they come out today and say, yeah, that that's, you know what, you just can't breathe on a quarterback. Well, that, that that's just ridiculous. Listen, if they say the, the guy screwed up, what are you going to do? All right. You know, what are you going to do? Guys screw up. It's up to you to decide if that was a Tom Brady complaining in his face type of thing or whether he would have made that call if it was any quarterback. Don't know, but I've seen bad calls with other quarterbacks like this. Bengals threw Lamar Jackson down on a sack uh, last night. 
Yeah, great job by Al Michaels bringing that up, you know, because as soon as I saw it, I said, you know what, you know, that was a hell of a lot worse than what was done to Tom Brady, and there was no penalty, and, and Michaels actually alluded to that. So I don't think the NFL knows what they're doing. I told you, less is more. Have less rules, and these guys will uh, appreciate the, the rules that they do have. And listen, a quarterback gets hurt, a quarterback gets hurt. What are you going to do? He's part of the NFL. Arizona, speaking of Kyler Murray, loses to Philadelphia. Guy misses a 40-plus yard field goal at the buzzer that would have won it. Um, listen, I'll, I'll rip Kyler Murray because he's an easy person to root against. We all know that. Or would have sent the game in overtime, actually. Uh, he's an easy person to, to root against. He, he really is. And it's nice to have him F up. You know, it's nice to see, you know, the guy who's pointing fingers left and right every single time somebody makes a mistake. It's nice to see the finger, the finger being pointed back at him. But it wasn't all his fault. You know, again, back to coaching. Arizona's down three, 20 to 17. They're driving. They're in field goal range. They get to the line of scrimmage. There's about 35, 40 seconds left. Plenty, plenty of time to call a play. Murray spikes the ball. All right, it's first down. No big deal. What's the problem? Problem is that leaves you with two downs now. And it might leave you with one down because if you have a completion on third on, uh, on second down, you, you got to spike it, and then you're really kind of in trouble uh, because you can't risk uh, having a completion on third down. You won't be able to, um, you know, get the field goal unit on the team. So he, but he spikes it on first down. They run a play. He slides. He's a half a yard shy of a first down. Clock is ticking. Goes to the ball. There's 30 seconds left. Still plenty of time. We're not in the final seconds here. He spikes the ball again on third down. That creates a fourth and one. And they got to send the field goal unit on the team. He effed up in two ways. He effed up, and you won't hear this from others, but they'll only give you the last one. He effed up because he spiked the football on first down. That was the first mistake. Again, Arizona coaches, they're in his ear now. Remember, these quarterbacks have headphones. The, the head coach is talking to the quarterback, or the offensive coordinator is talking to the quarterback. They, they should have said, relax, all right? We got 40 seconds. Don't spike the football. Let's run a play here on first down. Get guys to the line of scrimmage. Same thing on third down when he spiked it, setting up the field goal try. They should have said, don't worry about it. It's third down. We got 25 seconds left. We can run another play here. Murray will take the blame, but really the blame should be on the sidelines at least as much. More coming up. Ops Pick, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Ops Picks on this Monday, Columbus Day. Yours truly sitting in. Uh, told we're having some uh, phone issues, so I uh, might not be able to get the phone calls today, but that's okay. I am on later on tonight, 7 to 10 p.m., and since there is only football, plenty of time for phone calls. We got one game, and I got three hours, and it's me and you later on tonight, 7 to 10 p.m., uh, with uh, in... Hold on a second. 
in play sports tonight uh, from 7 to 10 uh, right here on Sports Grid Radio. Monday through Friday, new show started last week. So uh, feel free to uh, dial in then if we don't get the issue resolved today. Uh, there you go. A little Fox Sports uh, with the call there as uh, the Vikings do hold off the Bears 29-22. And uh, Boy Wonder Jr., Mike McDaniel, uh, our beloved head coach on Teddy Bridgewater, passing concussion tests but still ruled out because somebody saw him wobble. Which brings up an interesting dilemma. You know, we all have our conspiracies, and you could sit there and say, uh, you know, the Bucs won the game because Tom Brady was the quarterback and they made that play. And then, you know, listen, I'm not going to debate you on that. I, I don't doubt that. I have seen others, you know, be made. But, you know, uh, there is influence on these officials. They are human, right? So, you know, one man's uh, trash is another man's concussion, as I said at the top of the show. I don't know how many spotters there are. Honestly, I don't know. Is it one? Is it two? Is it three? Do they have one? You know, is it four? Is it, is it like boxing? You know, one in each corner? You know, one in the opposite end zones, one on each 50-yard line? I don't know. Are they all up in a press box? Um, I don't know. I, I guess I should find that out. But, you know, because one spotter says he saw Teddy Bridgewater stumble, he can't return to the game now because of these new concussion rules. Um, you know, that, that's, you know, it, it, his head didn't even hit the ground, I, I, or at least not that hard. I mean, he got slammed to the ground. I get that. He hurt his elbow. I get that. But, you know, you'd like to think that there would be somebody on the ground, on the Dolphins sidelines, I should say, that would be yelling and screaming like, no, 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 you know, in particular, Bridgewater, I'm okay. It's got nothing to do with my head. Um, you know, I, I could stumble. I could be stunned. I, you know, I, I could have a sore leg. I could say, you know, it doesn't mean I got to miss the entire game. Again, you know, looking at worst case scenario, we're going to be in a playoff game or God forbid Super Bowl. And we're going to have Tom Brady get hit to the ground, and then maybe you know he needs a little help up just because his bung is his his, uh, his head is wrung a little bit, but not not to the point of a concussion. Just you know anybody that's played sports, you know, especially football, you know, you get hit a little bit, you get stunned a little bit. It's got nothing to do with having a concussion. You just got to gather yourself. And if you get up too soon, and you know the NFL, you only got thirty five seconds here to get a playoff. Maybe maybe you, you know get up too soon and you look wobbly, but you're really not. I mean, it, you know, I, I I appreciate them wanting to be you know safe for the players. I do, but because some clown up in the press box says he saw Teddy Bridgewater stumble, that means he can't come back in the game ever again. That's and the players wanted this, so you want to blame anybody? Don't blame the owners. Don't blame the head coaches. Don't blame the trainers. Blame the players. That you know they want to protect themselves against themselves. And I, I just don't think that's right. I mean, you know, Dolphins had to go with a third-string quarterback because Teddy Bridgewater gets slammed to the ground. All right, it hurts. And, and you know what? It maybe, you know, got my bell rung a little bit, but it's not a concussion. Wow. You want to pay somebody off, fix a game? Forget about uh, paying off the official. Forget about paying off the player. Forget about paying off the, uh, the head coach. Go pay off the spotter. You pay the spy. How much could these guys be making? Five dollars an hour. Go, go, go. Pay that guy off. And all right, and then you tell me who you want out of the game. I'll kick him out of the game. I saw him wobble. That that's a very delicate situation. Uh, very, I I don't like it. Don't like it at all. 
course. And you may say, well, Scott, you don't know what the Dolphins lost 40 to 17. Listen, that was a 19-17 game fourth quarter. Dolphins kicking a field goal to try and take the lead. You know, it ended up imploding over the final six minutes. But that was a one-score game, again, with the Dolphins kicking a field goal to maybe take the lead. But they missed a field goal, and that was that. But that was a close game. That wasn't a 23-point deficit game, as the final score would indicate. That was there for the taking. And then Dolphins are playing with a third-string quarterback. Not good. Uh, Dallas beats the Rams. Again, Super Bowl team, Rams and Bungles now 4-6. and six. Cooper rushes 4-0. and oh. I barely threw for 100 yards. So, I, you know, listen, I'm not the biggest Dak Prescott supporter. I'm not. But you know, he is better than Cooper Rush. And Cooper Rush has thrown for 100 yards. The defense has been historic. Even in the game that uh, Prescott was in, the one they lost to Tampa Bay, what was it, 19-3, 16-3? You know, defense was phenomenal. They only let up the one touchdown. Everything else was field goals. And the defense has been carrying this. They get a block punt. They get a fumble return for a touchdown. They, they create another turnover. Uh, but, you know, some guys just have that magic, you know, and he's got the magic right now. I wouldn't be sitting Dak for Cooper Rush, but I also wouldn't be rushing Dak back. It is only a finger. It's not an elbow or a shoulder or, uh, you know, a knee where he might be putting himself in danger anyway. You know, it is just a finger. You either can grip the ball or you can't. But, hey, listen, you're playing with house money right now. You're 4-1. The guy's 4-0. It could all implode. I get that. But there's something about him in that lineup. He makes the big plays, something Dak never has done. You know, you can throw for 300-plus yards. Kenny Pickett threw for 350 yards yesterday. And meanwhile, his team got their ass kicked 38-3. You know, uh, Cooper Rush throws for barely, literally 100 yards, and uh, and they win the game against the, the, you know, the world champs. So go figure. Giants beat Green Bay. 27-22. 27-22. Big Blue has now beaten the number one seed from the AFC postseason last year, Tennessee, and the number one seed from the NFC, Green Bay. How about that? But here's the deal. You know, you're winning the battle and losing the war with some of these teams. We'll start, And you're losing the, the battle but winning the war, and uh, the vice versa. First, you're losing the battle but winning the war. Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett, like I said, throws for over 300 yards. You know, shows some promise. You know, um, they lost the battle in that they lost 38-3. It was embarrassing, but maybe they're winning the war in that Kenny Pickett has shown, you know, with the right help and, and some weapons and some experience and some of this and some of that, you know, maybe he is the quarterback of the future. At least he shows some competence. So, you know, another interception yesterday. He's thrown four or two games. He's got to obviously work on that, but he's showing some potential. Losing the battle but winning the war. Bears lose to the Vikings 29-23, but they win the war and that Justin Fields maybe has turned the corner. You know, he threw for over 200 yards yesterday, which, you know, may say is not that big a deal, but it's only the fifth time in two seasons he's done that. Think about it, five times in two seasons. 200 yards, not 300. Uh, and he had them driving for the tying touchdown, if not uh, for the wide receiver fumbling the football. So maybe this is a, you know, turning of the quarter moment for Justin Fields. Uh, losing the battle, but winning the war, and then really kind of ultimately winning the war. Seattle's Geno Smith. They lose to the Saints yesterday. Taysom Hill goes off. But Geno throws for over 260 yards, three touchdowns, and for the most part played well. You know, this Seahawks team might not be the pushover people thought they would be, but ultimately they're also winning the war in that they're losing. 
You know, they're not an embarrassment. They're not a joke. They're entertaining. They could score. Teams have to take them seriously. But, you know, if Drew Locke's not going to be your starting quarterback for the next seven, eight years, you know it's not going to be Geno Smith. So you still, if you're Seattle, you kind of want to lose and just, you know, kind of write this season off and get a high draft choice and kind of move on and use some of those Denver draft choices. And, oh, by the way, with every, with every Denver loss, Seattle's plights uh, into the future look better and better and better. So that's losing the battle but winning the war. Winning the battle but losing the war could be the Giants. They beat Green Bay. Danny Nichols throws for barely 200 yards. Giants improved to 4-1, and one, tied with Dallas for second place behind the 5-0 and Eagles. So what's the problem, Scott? Well, the problem is good old Danny Nichols. All right? It's the last year of his contract. As all Giant fans know, he sucks. All right? he, he's awful. If this coaching staff is able to win with him, and when I mean win, I mean 10-7, and seven, dare I even suggest 11-6, and six? They get to the playoffs. Would they recommit to Danny Nichols? Or would they have enough wherewithal to say, good year, congratulations, Danny, now go sign somewhere else, we're moving on. You would hate to think that the Giants would re-sign this dude and say, all right, you're our quarterback of the future. I mean, I don't think they would be so dumb as to give him like a four-year, three-year guaranteed, you know, $100 million, $150 million contract, like is the going rate for starting quarterback. But that's where you're winning the battle right now. But if they actually sign Daniel Jones and recommit to him, oh, my goodness, Giant fans, you won the battle, but you lost the war. You're signing up for purgatory for two or three more years. All right, baseball talk and then a little uh, Chargers-Browns as well. Then we'll finally get into uh, tonight's uh, Chiefs-Raiders game. Should be a pretty good one uh, for Monday Night Football right here on uh, Ops Pick Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks right here on SportsGrid Radio. Don't forget, we'll be back later on tonight, Monday through Friday. New show starting last week in place, Sports Tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll uh, watch some of the uh, NFL stuff that's going on tonight, put a couple of shekels on things, take some phone calls. Uh, and uh, the, uh, there you go. <laughs> it was a little loud. Uh, you could, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, take some phone calls, and then we'll, we'll do it all later on tonight, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, in play sports tonight. So if you don't have enough of me between this and the podcast, then feel free to join us uh, later on tonight. All right, before we get to the baseball, uh, Chargers uh, beat the Browns yesterday 30 28, despite Brandon Staley actually being criticized. And you know what? For, for the first time ever, I'm actually going to defend him. Here's the situation quick. Uh, L.A. led 30-28, minute 13 left, fourth down from their own 46-yard line. Browns, no timeouts. They have two things they could do. They could either punt the ball up two, knowing a field goal they lose by Cleveland, or they can go for it at their own 46. Not quite in field goal range if they don't get it. He actually went for it. They didn't make it. 
Keenan Allen, who just shows he's a bird brain, uh, who isn't playing, but is a Charger wide receiver, he's hurt, hamstring injury, uh, sent out a WTF tweet. So he's all ticked off that the Chargers went for it, didn't get it, gave the Browns good field position. Ultimately, the Browns don't really move the football that much. They line up for a 54-yard field goal, no good, and the Chargers walk away winners. Now, I am the biggest critic of Brandon Staley. I think he's between him and Zach Taylor and a bunch of the other young whippersnappers. These guys couldn't coach their way out of a paper box. But I'm going to defend him here. You know, I like to be fair in my criticisms, and I would have done the same thing. I, I wouldn't have yelled and screamed if he punched Hunted the ball, but Brown's no timeouts is the key. You get one yard, game's over. You win the game. You punt the ball to Cleveland. Cleveland gets the ball right around their own 20-yard line or so figure, needing only a field goal to win it. They got a field goal kicker who in week number one kicked a 58-yarder, so they only need about 30 yards or so, maybe 40. And in the NFL, even with Jacoby Brissett, that's not that big a deal, even with no timeouts. Your defense has already given up 28 points. It's not like it's stopping the Browns' offense. So I really don't have any problem with it. You know, hindsight 2020, yeah, they didn't make it. But you know what? His pass attempt to Mike Williams fell incomplete. But I actually thought it was an okay decision. I don't think it was a wrong decision. But I don't mind a coach being aggressive. You know, I don't mind a coach knowing that if I'm successful, I'm winning the game. It's kind of like going for a two-point conversion with three minutes left to take the lead. You know, even if you are successful, you're not going to guarantee a win. So it's not worth the risk. But this, the actual risk was we get one yard, we win the game, case closed. And I'm okay with it. You know, you could criticize the play call, you could criticize the execution, but I thought the decision to go for it was okay. That That's the kind of aggressive coaching I like. Because we've seen football. You've seen it a thousand times. Even with no timeouts. Needing only a field goal especially. Uh, a minute 13, not 40 seconds or 30. That's an eternity in the NFL. That would have given Cleveland plenty of time to move down the field. So um, anyone who says that was a bad call is an idiot. Um, that might not have been the call they preferred, but I don't think it was a bad call uh, at all. Bad call was the Mets showing up to the ballpark last night. Wow, what a joke. 175 days in first place. Three days into the postseason, and the year is done. Wow. 101 wins doesn't get you as much as you used to, folks. Um, you know what? The Mets didn't lose the series to the Padres. They didn't. Or let's put it this way. The Mets' season didn't end against the Padres. It ended against the Atlanta Braves last week when all they had to do was win one of the three games, and they got swept in Atlanta. They have absolutely no one to blame but themselves. They never should have been in this wild card. I told Met fans all season long, you know, the, the fallback was, ah, you know what, even if we don't win the division, we're going to have Scherzer and DeGrom 1-2. Like, these two are, are the greatest pitchers in the history of mankind. I said, yeah, I, I don't care if you're playing Topeka high. Anything can happen in a best of three. You don't want that. You don't want that. And, you know, the, the Mets didn't want it either, but it was their, you know, kind of ace in the hole. Like, well, at least we got Scherzer to DeGrom. Other teams have pretty good pitchers as well. And, and we know now. All these pitchers, they go six innings for the most part. Good old Jacob DeGrom, right? We've, how long have we been ripping on Buck Showalter taking DeGrom out after six innings? The whole freaking season, right? He did the same thing Saturday night. Now, they ended up winning the game, but 
it, it just it didn't change. And Scherzer, listen, when you have a 9,000-year-old pitcher, he could be great one day. He could be awful the next. That's why if you play Verlander and the Astros, similar thing. Now, he's had a phenomenal year, but, you know, when you're dealing with a pitcher who's pushing 40, you, you just never know. You never know what any of these guys but Mets didn't get eliminated by the Padres. They got eliminated by the Braves last week when they lost that three-game set in Atlanta, beating only one. Unbelievable. Then, to get one hit last night, Joe Musgrove. I mean, we're not talking about Cy Young here. I mean, Joe Stinkin' Musgrove damn near threw a no-hitter, for goodness sakes. I don't blame Buck for checking his ears. Listen, the Padres earlier in the game were stepping out uh, against the Bassett, the Mets starting pitcher, to the point where he was getting agitated. So a little showmanship there, a little gamemanship. No big deal. If the dopey officials are out there, umpires are going to check his ears, then, well, well, let them check, you know. Um, so I don't blame Buck on that. I know people are going to take him to task on that. But, the, you know, the Padres did the same thing with Bassett. You got to do something. They got, the guy's throwing a one-hitter. I got to do something to shake him up. I, I you know, got to try something. Embarrassing. 101 wins and your season is over after two games, three games. It's amazing. Three of the four series ended in sweeps. Road team ended up winning two of those. And then the road team was actually three and one. Cleveland was the only team that had home field advantage to win. Mets lost, Toronto lost, and um, St. Louis lost. And St. Louis got swept, and and, uh, Tampa Bay got swept. Three out of the four series end in sweeps. Uh, I mean, so it really wasn't competitive, but you, you can't say it wasn't necessary, I suppose, because the better team lost three of the four. So the beat goes on. Uh, as the baseball loses, you know, some pretty big names. Um, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, I don't think it really mattered to them. Philadelphia, St. Louis, you you lose Albert Pujols. You know, that would have been a Cinderella story that they would have loved. You lose the Mets, no doubt they would have loved that. You lose Toronto, you you would have had that Toronto audience. You know, and you didn't lose it for, you know, Chicago or the Yankees. You know, you lost it for Seattle, no offense, Seattle. So you lost the draw in Toronto, you lost the draw with the Mets, and you lost the draw with Albert Pujols. Wasn't a good week end for, for Major League Baseball from that standpoint. That said, if you're Toronto, you blow an 8-1 lead. Wow. 8-1 at home. What was it, fifth or sixth inning? You think you're forcing a a signing game three, and you can't hold on to that. Wow. Some mope in Seattle who's at the the T-Mobile ballpark, they had a little party there for fans to show up. A lot of people did. I'll give Seattle fans credit. They showed up, and some guy decides to put a shoe on top of his head, right? And it's to start the eighth inning when they're down uh, eight to five, or eight to four, whatever it was, eight to five, and um, nine to five. And then, meanwhile, enough that thing catches on, and now you got thousands of fans with shoes on top of their head watching the game at, at the at the park. <laughs> so now that's the latest craze in Seattle: the the, the shoe uh, rally, unbelievable. So that is that they're in. Meanwhile. Uh, Brian Cashman says uh, that Aaron Judge, you know, for the unteen time, he's been saying this. Um, you know, he's ready to cash in. You know, had a monster year, blah, 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 blah. And, of course, Aaron Judge uh, says he wants to be a Yankee for life. I want to bring a championship back home. I want to do it for the fans here, their family. This is home to me. And not getting that done really stinks. Well, no, 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 wait, 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 wait a minute. You just got through saying that this is home. They're your family. You want to bring the fans to the championship. Uh, I want to do it for the fans here. You hold 
the ace card, Aaron. You know, so if Aaron Judge leaves, all this minutia and mumbo jumbo about how this is home and the fans are family and I want to be a Yankee for life. You can be a Yankee for life. Just sacrifice a few million dollars. That's all. You know, don't complain afterwards because the Yankees didn't give you maybe top dollar that you really wanted to be a Yankee for life. No, if you really want to be a Yankee for life, you'll be a Yankee for life. You you have the cards. If you tell me the Yankees didn't make you any kind of offer at all, then it's a different story. But clearly that's not going to be the case. Love these athletes, you know, who want their, you know, cake and eat it too, in, in other words. They want to be where they are, but they also want that team to pay them the most money. Well... Pick your poison. Our plays for this uh, past week, eh, we went to two and three. On Friday, we gave you Tampa Bay. This is for the Vegas pool, so we were kind of locked in on these. I actually flipped on one of them, yeah, uh, and, and we uh, got screwed, actually, on another. Uh, no, we did. Um, well, we did with Philadelphia. But we, we, we got screwed with Atlanta, too, in Tampa Bay. At 21 nothing second half, Tampa Bay can't cover the 10-point spread. Unbelievable. I tell you what, Tom Brady, you know, we said it before, he's not Tom Brady. Tom Brady of old would have won that game 45-10 yesterday. You know, they're throwing the football literally 45 times a game. They've given up on the run. The wide receivers there at Tampa are, are so overrated, it's it's not funny. They're good, but they are not great by any stretch. And um, you know, a 21-nothing lead, old Tom Brady, so many opportunities to score. They would have won that game, like I said, 45-10. Instead, they leave the door open, couple of late touchdowns by Atlanta. They get the backdoor cover, so we lose that one. We hit with Tennessee. We hit with the Bungles. We lost with Philadelphia. And on Friday, I was leaning towards Miami laying three. I later flipped on that, but ultimately we went two and three. So for our uh, Vegas pool, we're 12-13. and 13. Um, Our NFL trends. NFL, and I don't tell you to play these. I just give you the best trends of the weekend, and I'm curious to see how they play out. Went one and four. Missed on the under Giants Packers. Missed on the Dolphins. Missed on Tampa Bay. Missed on under San Fran Carolina. The only one we hit was Dallas plus five and a half. So NFL, best NFL trends for the year so far, eight and seven. College football trends. We gave you some real solid college football trends. Four, five, and one. Uh, hit on under Missouri, Florida. Pushed on Kansas. Missed on Tennessee, LSU, over. Hit on Eastern Michigan. Missed on Michigan. Arizona State somehow or another beat Washington. Wow. We hit on that one. Missed on over Tennessee, San or Texas, San Antonio. Missed on Washington State versus USC. Hit on under Clemson, BC. And then we lost with Oregon State against Stanford, uh, even though Oregon State won. So four, five, and one. So I do it more as an exercise. I mean, I love trends, and I, and I do play trends. And I'll play games based just basically on trends. I, I will. But, you know, year in, year out, we do this, and we try and show you how trends are they're basically a 500 proposition they really are uh, they're just that's what it ends up coming out to be at the end of the year and it's on its well well on its way for both college and NFL to do the same thing our open parlays only played things on Friday we didn't do anything over the weekend hit with the Cardinals uh on actually you know what we lost with the Cardinals what are we saying uh we lost with uh St. Louis fudge on Friday I thought that was going to be a winner it was supposed to be a winner but they blew a two nothing lead all right, so uh, that's a loser, so uh, no open parlay on that one. And then we had uh, San Diego on Friday. That was the winner. There you go. 
We had 25 hours on San Diego plus 128 to play the bets. We'll tell you what we're going to do next when we come back. Office Pick Sports Good Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. It is Opposite Picks wrapping up a fast, fast hour. Uh, Boy, it does fly by, that is for sure, especially with so much going on between the baseball and the NFL. We got hockey starting tomorrow night with a couple of games, although it really started over the weekend in in the Czech Republic. Uh, But uh, it all gets underway officially uh, tomorrow. And then really Wednesday, because tomorrow there's only two games. So got one game in the NFL later on tonight. You got the Chefs hosting the Kansas or the the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, KC blasted them twice last year. I don't think they're going to do the same thing this year. You know, Raiders picked up that all-important first win. A good rivalry, one of the better ones in the NFL. I do think there are going to be some points scored in the football game, so I'm leaning towards right now Kansas City. A little little two-team tease would be good. Kansas City, bring that line down to minus one, and then bump the over-under down from 51.5 to 45.5. I I think we're going to get, and I generally like the over 51.5 points as well. These uh, primetime games, for the most part, have not gone over. Another under last night, I I will say, but uh, we are due. You know, Pat Mahomes, you can get the plus odds for him to throw for 300 yards, which normally is a a drop in the bucket, right? But um, over the last two years, he's only thrown for uh, uh, 300 yards four of his last 19 games. Interesting. Completions, 25 and a half as well. These two teams do not go into a shell when they face each other. I, I think, you know, if you play over Mahomes numbers, and I think Derek Carr as well, but I like the over Mahomes 36 and a half passing attempts. I like the over Mahomes 25 and a half completions. And I do like the Mahomes over 279 and a half uh, passing yards. I, I would play all those. And I would go Derek Carr over 272 and a half passing yards as well. I think we are going to get a shootout. Could be wrong, but I, I like some points, and I like these guys to throw, throw, and uh, throw some more. Don't forget, in-play sports tonight. Check it out, 7 to 10 p.m. with yours truly Monday through Friday, including tonight. Football full circle. Lisey and Ben Stevens coming up next. <laughs> 